1: From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast.
0: This is the film that I have coming out post my dad passing, you know. What I take great, great comfort in is knowing that dad was very
1: aware, like he was fully aware that, you know, I did this film. For star Jamie Dornan, the emotional drama Belfast is also very personal. It's the first film to open after the passing of his father in March 2020. I'm Clayton Davis. On this episode of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, we talked to Jamie Dornan about working with director Kenneth Branagh on his deeply personal film, Belfast, as well as how his infectious turn in Barb and Star, Go to Vista Del Mar, also gave him some insight into his dad. Finally, Dornan gives hints to the screenplay he's been writing and when we could see that screenplay hit the light of day. It's all on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. We all have a story to tell, but what makes each one different is not how the story ends, but rather the place where it begins. Can you prosecute?
0: You think me and that girl have a future? Why the
1: heck not? You know she's a Catholic. And you call me her? Yes. You know who you are. Your buddy from Belfast. Where everybody knows you. The whole family looks out for you.
0: Be good son. If you can't be good, be
1: Be careful. careful.
0: And that thought will keep you safe. to cleanse the community you wouldn't want to be the old man out in the street you talk to my family and i'll kill you
1: written and directed by kenneth Branagh, belfast tells the semi-autobiographical story of buddy played by jude hill a young boy who lives in northern ireland during the tumultuous late 1960s Alongside his working-class family that includes his parents, played by Jamie Dornan and Katrina Balf, and grandparents, played by Kieran Hines and Judy Dench, the family faces lessons and decisions that could break the family apart. I recently caught up with Jamie Dornan when he was a little bit under the weather to discuss Belfast, along with much more. We began by discussing why he was feeling a bit under the weather, which is definitely a loaded question these days
0: it's a cold it's an aggressive cold uh the whole family of it <laughs> um you know yourself you get kids when it starts like you see one one of your children gets sick and you're like okay here we go like <laughs> in a couple of days uh i will i i usually fall pretty quick but i i sort of I don't know. I took longer and I, to the point where I convinced myself that I wasn't going to get it, even <laughs> though I put through this close from my face, like at all times, yeah. I was like, I think I'm getting away I'm not going to get this. And then it just hit me like, you know, a ton. Um, so I'm pretty sick, but I'm good. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying things. I'm enjoying life. It's, it's, you know, uh, I'm, I'm happy where I am. I think.
1: Yeah. You could call that a work and you're just like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sick today. I can't go to work.
0: Fine, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not luckily, I'm not filming anything, so I'm able to, you know, there's no one I have to report to, I guess. I'm yeah, really at home at the moment when I'm not impressed, so that's a good part of it.
1: So, uh, we're here today because uh, I was I ran into someone that you did report to at one point, Mr. Kenneth Brana, Sir Kenneth Brana, excuse me, yeah. me to show my respect. I just yeah. ran into him at the Middleburg Film Festival where the film. Uh, won the audience award another audience award I should say because it won Toronto Middleburg just one Mill Valley people love it it's a crowd pleaser what is what has been your thoughts on the response to the movie I think I'm
0: just overwhelmed I think it's <laughs> what it really is you know it's you know you go into every project you do with the best of intentions and, and you want to you, you know, for the most part, you want to do exactly what you just said there. You want to please people. You know, with the work, like that's what you're often trying to do. Sometimes you're trying to unnerve people. Sometimes you're trying to scare people. Sometimes you're there's all entertain people purely. But I think with a film like Belfast, you know, it, it, where I think there's an element of wanting the people people to come out of it sort of uplifted and and uh, with a greater sense of what people from that part of the world went through and continue to go through for before that, uh, that incident, you know, when the conflict started in 1969 and beyond, even to this point. And I think Ken managed to, to do that with the film. So it's, it's nice for me. I'm very proud of it being from there, you know? Um, so I feel like it's just this crazy ride that I'm on. Um, like, I never thought I'd do... You don't think you're going to do a film based on the town that you're from. That's just not how the world works, really. Um, particularly when it's directed by someone like Ken and it has a cast, you know. It's just one of those, like, lovely packages that I'm really, like, tangibly aware of how lucky I am to be a part of this film and for it to be um, have the response that it's had so far. I'm just trying to enjoy it, mate. I am. I'm just trying to enjoy the whole thing, you know.
1: Yeah. How how did you get involved? Like, did you audition? Did you like seek Ken out? Did you run into him? On, you know, on the street during a pandemic. Like, how <laughs> how did how, how did you end up in this little little film? Um,
0: well, it was funny because it was um, we were like one of the first, if not the first film out of the gate, particularly certainly in the UK. I think Batman started again because they they were shut down. Um, in fact, I know that Batman started pretty much the exact same time as us, but in terms of a production that wasn't already shooting, uh, I think we were first out of the gate and there's nothing even being talked about. Like, it was very, you know, like so many people in so many industries, we're all sitting around going, what's happening next? Like, what what is the world like now? Do we work again? Will films and television and theatre exist? Like, they certainly didn't look like they would for a while, particularly theatre. Um, so it was a little bit of like, what's happening? When will the work come? In what form will it come? A lot of people were like, I was meant to do something else. So it's like, am I going back to that job? Mm, never happened. And then I got the, I got this, you know, I got a script in my inbox called Belfast. And I was instantly like, right, okay. <laughs> who's, who's making a film about? my hometown yeah. and why and, and what is the scope and scale of it and who's involved and then I saw the people involved I was like all right okay this is um this could be really interesting and for some uh sorry my my I'm shifting I'm shifting it's like <laughs> it's like some time work. um for some reason uh Ken really wanted to talk to me about it um it was a quick, it was kind of one of those things where like, I mean, the whole thing was quick. Ken started writing it in March. You know, he'd always had this idea in his head, you know, it's based on his life, obviously, but he only started actually properly writing it in March and we started shooting it in uh, end of August, I think. Crazy turnaround. Um, and it was very much like, read it quick. Ken wants to speak to you. I think I read it that day. I spoke to Ken the next day yeah no I didn't luckily didn't have to audition because I probably wouldn't be sat talking to you now I'm Mm. I'm not getting at um and you know we just had a great great chat and and hit it off and 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 that was it I next saw him rehearsing like a few you know six weeks later
1: what 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 kind of things was he telling you about his father because you portray because for everyone doesn't know it's a personal story Jude Hill uh, 11 year old Jude Hill who by the way like what's that kid about like just, Jesus. just like, talented kids that's what we're doing now
0: we just, just so talented and just so so sweet and lovely with it and him and I have this great thing where like it's sort of our currency where we come from to sort of take the mickey out of each other and, we're, we, and sometimes you push it to Far and you can be mm-hmm. really hard together. and actually his dad we were doing press like last week we did our uh, London Film Festival premiere and stuff he was giving me so much abuse dude <laughs> he's 11 years old and actually his dad Daryl was like <laughs> he said like I took you to the side and told him just like lay off Jamie a bit like it's <laughs> it's so hard it's
1: like, baby's being bullied <laughs>
0: Honestly, I was like i was like daryl i can take it i can take it it's okay like I, I was exactly the same when i was that age and i'm still the same it's fine it's fine um but he's just he's 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 a young kid and he's got something to say and before ahead of all of that he's just crazy talented i could just do it and could take direct like it's one thing to have something as a child actor like that but to be able to take direction and and harness it in the best way possible is something else altogether you know really truly is he was just i he was just electric he was truly electric he was amazing i love him so much he's he's brilliant yeah and he comes brilliant family which is all hugely important at that age when you're yeah. navigating yeah. those those waters early you know um but yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, Ken was just this... He was so accessible when I wanted information on his dad or Katrina wanted information on his mother or any of us, you know. And he was also really... Like, he wasn't, like, clinging on to some, like, very, like, staunch idea of who those people were and how they had to be represented. And my dad would never have said it that way. It was just none of that. And I, I played real people before... Um, and as much as you know, this is Ken's life. Like he's he's never shied away from that. But there there is a, a little bit of grace here and there with with what we're we're putting the screen to what reality was. Um, and I played people where it was more particular, and um, I felt a little bit more pressure with that of like. It's got to be like this, and no, 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 beat for beat. This is how, how that, and you need to read this about them. And and, and if you try to apply any of your own sort of nuance to it, mm, that's not kind of what we're looking for. You know, I've been there, and it's uncomfortable, and it makes for an uncomfortable working environment. Um, this was like the opposite of that. Ken was so open to. Myself, I, I I sort of, we, I, I feel like when I talk about this movie, I talk about it like units, like there's the greatest family unit. And then there's like the Katrina and I unit, the ma and pa unit. And then there's like Julian Ciaran unit. And then there's the boys, uh, Lewis and, and, and Jude unit. I think for our unit, like for Katrina and I, we did so much stuff together. It was the same for, it was just like, we were able just to just be like, can I just ask you a question about like that, did this, you know, did this happen? And if so, how enraged would he have become or how how much humor would he have tried to put into this you know and he would just answer very honestly but he'd also be like you do what you feel is right for it and trust like all actors are looking for is that is to be trusted we're all terrified all of us are terrified of set at all times so any little sort of kernel of trust (laughs) that you can be dealt by the director, particularly the director's directing you where you're trying to portray someone that close to him. If he if you feel that trust, that's massive. That is massive. Just gives you total freedom and liberty to do something that is your own, your own thing that you can own. Um, but he would never let you get away to something that was unrecognizable. And you couldn't because it was on the page anyway, you know. So that was just this sort of perfect combination of us feeling, you know. Trusted to do what we wanted to do, but also staying close to what Ken wanted for his parents.
1: All right, well, incredible. Thank you, for, thank you for that. Um, I was uh, uh, speaking with Katrina uh, recently, who, who who's, who's just so nice, just just so pleasant, nice. pleasant woman. Ah, oh, she's so nice. Yeah, like just like I, maybe this movie just has too much niceness in it. Maybe that's <laughs> why. I just like you know, like it's 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 so positive. It's 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 almost like the perfect movie. To bring us out of this darkness right now, yeah. Um, and but what's interesting is that the movie isn't all, you know, you know, thumbs up, happy, laughing. Like it deals with some really heavy uh, subject matter. By the way, which many I did, I, I'm not, I wasn't aware of. Like you know, the 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 culture wars and everything going on in Belfast during that time period. So it became educational for me. Uh, mm-hmm. K- Katrina talked about like, you know, just that E the ease on set of just feeling that you can really tackle these characters and you can tell this story and that it almost felt bigger than yourself. Did you feel that same way? Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's a, a nice
0: mix of like being, being given confidence by Ken, um, feeling you're in a very safe space by the other actors around you which we felt really quickly and Ken did something very clever with our sort of rehearsal period where we just sat around and talked a lot like really talked and like you know day one I'm sat around the table and I'd never met like uh, I'd met Kieran before socially but I never met Judy before and it was just all the sort of adults in the family and we just sat around and just like told stories about each other really like opened up you know I remember like feeling slightly cagey at the beginning of that process going like you know I should yeah I shouldn't be at this table look at these <laughs> people there. like you didn't know, like you belonged yeah, kind of, yeah, a wee bit like that yeah it was a wee bit like that and then but then also then realizing that what is required here is to totally give into this experience and release stuff and we're all telling very personal stories ab- ab- about ourselves. Um, but then also harnessing those and using them for the for the characters and then talking at the end, Ken would talk about how we could uh, bring you know slide those into the to to what we were about to try to shoot. You know, so it was all very clever. And what it did was made us all feel really super comfortable with each other. So it's an element of Ken giving us the comfort, us feeling comfortable around each other, and then luckily having a good sense of who these people were. Anyway, you know, I'm from Belfast. You know, so I. I know these people. Like I, I grew up with these people. Um, I have a very strong recognition and understanding of what people from that part of the world have, have been through, what they were went through before nineteen sixty nine, what they went through from that year for the next thirty years of conflict, and what they went through after to this day. I feel I've got a pretty good judge on that. So that's sort of invaluable, you know, you know, often you're trying to piece together characters from some part of the world you've never been to. And, you know, with some sort of culture you're not familiar with and you're putting an accent on and there's all these different elements trying to, you know, fuse together to make something viable and believable. And here we're presented with something that is like really um, tangible, um, just naturally, which is,
1: a huge like relief I think <laughs> when, you know well thank you very much for sharing that um I, I have a question and, and, it, and it may be a bit personal so please feel free to just be like no I'm not mm-hmm. going to go there but uh, there's there is somewhat of a connection that I find in the in the film that's that I find fascinating and and enriching and maybe why it stands as one of your best performances yet you know you're 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 portraying a father uh that, that with with the son in front of you who wrote and directed the movie kind of mm-hmm. you yourself as a father uh to to amazing kids and then also i think based on time period i know you lost your dad last year very personal and you and you guys were were close it, this the timing of this seemed to like come together in a very significant way i didn't know if you could speak to that because it I think there's something more cosmic, not to be all religious, but something bigger than the moment. Yeah, no, listen, man,
0: I've been thinking about that a lot. You know, it's um, it's sort of crazy, <clears throat> excuse me, to me, that uh, this is the film that I have coming out post my dad passing, you know. Um, what I take great, great comfort in is knowing that uh dad was very aware like he was fully aware that you know i did this film um i mean i shot it last summer dad passed in march so he was i always had this hilarious thing with dad who was so into what i was doing in my career like really just really cared was so crazy proud um but he often he often didn't really uh know a lot of the actors like if I, I i'd be like of doing this really exciting film because who's in it And I'd be like tell him he'd be like no idea but we're talking about like really cool people like like killian murphy or i don't know you know whoever and um he was just not you know until i said someone of sort of his vintage maybe he wouldn't know so i feel in the last couple of years when christopher wolgan played my father and then kieran hines and judy downs played my parents in this I'm finally getting a bit of headway with dad in terms of like kudos for yeah, good I know life. them <laughs> yeah, exactly. for my co-stars. Um, so I take great comfort in that. In that, you know, it, it, my dad had met Ken. Funnily enough, I grew up with a, a picture of my dad and Kenneth Branagh in my house. Uh, no way. My dad, yeah, my dad's an obstetrician, and and, and uh, he uh, Ken opened uh, the the maternity wing of the, the hospital my dad was the senior consultant at and um so there, there's a picture of Ken Branagh like on our like bookshelf like all from you know 1994 onwards or something yeah. where he did it um but yeah it's been a it's you know it pains me massively to see that he won't get to have seen get to see this film and particularly with you know all the love the early love it seems to have gotten um, and the, and also a crazy element of it is I look so like my, his father, who I never met, who died before I was born, who we know as Papa, but mm-hmm. Papa, Papa died, um, six years before, before I was born. Um, and, uh, but I look so like him in Belfast cause I'm clean shaven and the look and the year, the, the vintage of it and everything, um. So I think for that, it would have been a crazy watch for, for my dad. It already is, I know, for even the trailer for my family. They're like, oh my God, you just like Papa, it's crazy. So, you know, it's 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 really bittersweet for me, is the best way of summing it up. You know, yeah. um crazy pride that, you know, I get to tell this this story of my dad is Belfast through and through, and, and um uh, God, he would love to to see this film and 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 love to read about. It the lovely things people said about it this stage but you know i will do my best to just uh you know honor him uh with whatever plot it's it, yeah. it gets and, and and sort of carry his his spirit through it you know which i which i feel i feel it's evident through it i feel i feel my father part of this movie in, in, in so many ways already uh so i'm just going to try to carry the positivity of that i guess
1: to the break more from jamie dornan from los angeles this is the award circuit podcast And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, and I'm Clayton Davis. We're talking to actor Jamie Dornan. It's more than a coincidence that Dornan took on the role of Pa in Belfast. Having been born in the Northern Ireland town, Dornan jumped at the opportunity to take on this deeply personal story, a semi-autobiographical take on Kenneth Branagh's childhood. Dornan even grew up with a picture of his own father and Branagh in his house. It seemed as if Dornan was waiting for the two to finally meet his entire life. Before the break, Dornan shared how Belfast was his first film to open following his father's passing in March 2020. Speaking about honoring his father's spirit through this film and his work moving forward, he also talked about his infectious turn in Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, in which he starred alongside Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. I had to ask what his father thought of his performance in that film along with the song Edgar's Prayer. Did he see Barb and Sar go to Vista Del Mar? And did he see, what was his reaction to Edgar's Prayer? <laughs> that was that was um,
0: the last film my dad saw of, of mine. Um, and I actually didn't realize he'd seen it. And, you know, when I had a lot of looking through um, texts and stuff you know since dad's gone i've I've read uh, gone through our text conversations and stuff some stuff you know some stuff you're traveling around you're like a three kids under the age of eight you, you miss some stuff you like you know you or like um dad was a prolific texter you know uh whatsapper and i was looking through and i uh, i saw that he actually sent through a review because again you know barbara saga by favorably reviewed um you know, and um, so I, he'd sent me a couple of reviews of Fire Star and then I sort of thought he'd just sent those, but then I noticed that he'd also commented on and that he'd seen it too and I have—I don't think I realised that, that in the time. time. And um, he'd sort of said about how much fun it was and stuff, so I know that he saw so that. He didn't talk about Edgar's Press specifically, but <laughs> I think he knows, I think like Dad would have known, and anyone who knows me knows that there's a real side of me where Like if I was, if I I, this is what I feel like, I feel like if some of my mates or my wife, certainly if they saw me on the beach and I was performing Edgar's prayer, but they were sat like at a beach bar having lunch waiting for me and I was doing that entire thing, they would just be like, (laughs) they'd be like, Ah, uh, fair enough, Jamie's. Like, yeah, you,
1: Jamie's doing his thing again. Yeah, like, they
0: wouldn't be like, "What is Jamie doing down there?" They would just be like, "No," because I have this like slightly absurd side of me, I guess. And, um, to climb people- a tree? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think I can, like, um, or that fast, or while singing at the same time. But I would certainly climb. I'm all those people now as I'm, I'm. I'll turn forty next year. But pretty much every single structure in the world that I see, I think, how do I climb that? can I climb that? How quickly could I climb that? Like, I'm such a child when it comes to stuff like that. I'm constantly wanting to move and like test myself physically with stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's like a real silly side of me that, like, I get you know. on
1: American Ninja Warrior, man.
0: I don't even know it's not like total white but is that the same sort
1: of thing? uh well no this is serious so this is like oh, really? they're like okay. like 15 foot warped walls and oh, like, wow. okay yeah like for the first five years that came to America or they got major networks like no one won they, they gave away a million dollars and no one could win and then oh, finally someone like won we have had a few winners
0: but yeah I, think, I think I'll start with that like floors lava or whatever I'd sort of start there sure,
1: I maybe- want to do floors lava so bad Oh
0: mate. Yes. So bad. <laughs> Let's we, should, do it. we should pitch Let's it.
1: it. We should you, we should do it together. If awesome. you do it when you tell me, I'll do it yeah. the other- We'll do it. All right. I'll put it into Netflix. We're gonna do Flora's Lava. Okay. It's gonna be incredible. Um yeah. thank you for that. Uh the, the next uh, next question I have for you is about uh Kieran Hines and Judy Dench, these veterans uh in in the biz. And uh K- Katrina actually told me that Judy is hilarious, which I <laughs> Find hilarious also. She's like she's she's a she's a dirty a dirty old woman. Like she's telling like really off the cuff stuff. And I cannot I like want to be there on set and hear her uh, going going on. But what was it like working with them?
0: Oh, it's just crazy. You know, like they're such icons. You know, like massively so. And and you know, Judi Dench has all the plaudits in the world. What are we talking about here? Like an Oscar and six six other nominations or whatever it is. And, and she's a dame in in the uk she's like you know i mean she's literally slang like in the uk they have this thing of like that's so dench which means that's like really, really <laughs> drunk. yeah it's like oh that's dench i like your new watch that's dench Like <laughs> it's like what do you have to do to get there i mean she's she's done it um and and with kieran it's like a I think, like, I've always thought he's sort of unsung, even though he has this unbelievably remarkable career and has done for such a long time. Mm. And people from where I'm from and in Belfast and all of Ireland have such a massive appreciation for him. Everyone does. Worldwide is appreciation, but I always feel like more people need to know about Kieran Hines, you know, it's just like one of those guys. And they just were so nice. I've met Kieran, as I said earlier, socially. We're both filming something in Budapest five years ago, maybe. Um and uh we, we got on great but i uh, I've, he's one of those people I've always wanted to work with you know just lovely genuinely lovely brilliant people here having fun and I always think like this whole industry is about having fun like if you' you're doing this job for a living because you want to have fun like you know it, there's other ways to to, to make money where it's, it's stricter and I'm not saying you don't do the work and but it it's got to be fun you've got you've got to find find moments of levity in there in, in all the seriousness stuff. I'm a big believer of that. And they brought that in tons. And Judy, yeah, she just always has it's like she's always got like some like sort of naughty secret or something that <laughs> she's like like some naughty secret card that she is is holding back. Um and she's got the most wicked laugh. The most wicked laugh ever. Yeah. Um uh, she's a dream. I mean I'd just if they could play oh, my parents God. and everything I'd be happy boy. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. I- I'll see that more. I'll see more of that. I Have two last sure. questions for you. Um, yeah. One is that uh, you were working on an Ireland-based uh, script uh, for for quite some time, and then Belfast came along, and you said you're still tinkering with it. Back uh, during uh, Toronto, where are you with it now uh, in the process?
0: Yeah, I mean, I probably can't say a great deal about it, but we're in a really good place with it, and we have. Like insanely exciting producers on it, who I, again I probably can't name at this stage, um, but yeah, we will hopefully get to make that film at some point. But where where there's been a lot of traction, particularly actually in the last you know few weeks with it, and um, yeah, hopefully, man, you know it's hard it's hard with these things, and sometimes these things. In Ken's case, uh, you know, he started writing in March, started filming in September. That's not what we're experiencing. But um, it could take it could be next year. It could be in five years, but we'll we'll get there with it. But it's it's very exciting. And it's one of the most satisfying things I've ever done. Oh,
1: that's awesome. Um, by the way, I just remembered something I, I forgot to, uh, regarding Edgar Square, just because side note. Uh, last year, I interviewed uh, Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo. It was right after I saw the movie. By the way, I was, I was so angry with you that I'd spoken to you like a month before that and didn't know Barb and Star was in the hopper. And then it like became what it was and I lost my face. Yeah. But Annie Mumolo said in that interview that she wishes she had video of you singing in the booth. Cause there was like, <laughs> there was something, she was like, he was like singing his face off in a booth. And she was, I wish I had tape of that because it was the minute we looked and we said, oh my God, like what, what do we have here? I'm so excited
0: and delighted and glad that they don't have any footage of that. In fact, that was, one of the most, that was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life, and I was so scared anyway. And then I was like, "But I was by myself; it's fine." And then Kristen and Ali just turned up, and they weren't meant to be there. And I suddenly saw them behind the glass. I was like, "Guys, <laughs> I can't do this now." And they sat there for the rest of the session. They're they're the best. I love those guys. Oh so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they are the best. Oh god, my my final question for you is uh because I'm the film awards editor guy. I talk about this. Is Oscar buzz for the movie? Uh, in particular for you as well, uh, for Best Supporting Actor. Um, by the way, if you, Kieran, Judy, and Katrina all get nominated, which a lot of us uh, are predicting, it will be the third in history where we're going to call a double-double, um, which has only happened yeah. two other times, uh, Peyton Place and The Last Picture Show. So, wow. some, some nice, useless knowledge for you. That's my that's way back. I know, yeah. the
0: double-double is my in-and-out order.
1: <laughs> is it? Is it yet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, they're going to call it the Jamie Dorney now, so get ready for that. Um, But the reason why I I was asking about the Oscar buzz is that this year in particular, it seems to be what I'm calling like this image redefinition for a lot of uh, actors that have been known for one thing, but I've always been capable of so much more. And look, I'm looking at you. Obviously, uh, you and Dakota Johnson referred to in regards to Fifty Shades of Grey, Kristen Stewart. Uh, delivering in Spencer, uh, like just really taking their own careers by, you know, you know, taking the steering wheel and defining what their career means. And it's really paying off. Do you feel, you have you been doing that consciously or is it just, I've always been this, just you guys didn't notice. Cause also, by the way, I shout out private war. You're fantastic. in as well, I'm a big fan Thanks. of that performance of you in there but yeah
0: go ahead thank you you know what i think it is like i've always sort of thought that like you'll get to a certain point and you're there for good reason like you're there because you know uh people have put you there you've done the work you've got there you're back in the day you auditioned for all these things and and loads of other people auditioned by the way and they chose you and then suddenly you get thrust into this situation where um some have an opinion about you in it and but you worked hard to get there and you whatever beat off the competition whatever it was i think we are all very capable like you get to this position you're capable and if you're given good material and a great director then you should be able to perform to the best of your ability or, or, or close to it. I think it is kind of as simple as that when you distill it all down. I mean, I think Peter O'Toole said, I quote this a lot. He said, great words make great actors. And I think like, that is that just surmises it perfectly for me. It's like, you know, if you're at a certain level, if you've got yourself to a certain level where people, know who you are, if you're given a good script, it's harder to get it wrong than get it right. You know, um, it really is. So... Um, you know i sort of i'll go by that and you're you're sort of looking for these opportunities to to get to showcase different parts of yourself i've always tried in my career to um show off different sides of myself you know like i think i've done that in the last four or five years particularly um and you're always trying to you know um yeah show um what you have to offer i guess you know and um and it, but you're going by what comes your way, you know, and sometimes the stuff, you know, sometimes actors don't get the opportunity because that that sort of material isn't coming their way. And then something pops and people are like, oh, right, they're good. And you're like, well, they were good. They were just like not doing stuff that you that the world deemed to be good. So, you know, it's all about that, really. I think, you know, yeah, good words, great words, make great actors.
1: Well, you're a great actor, Jamie Dornan. Thank you very much, Clayton. We, 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 I love you so much. I think I think you're I think you're incredible. You're also just one of the nicest guys. And that doesn't that's always a given in this business. So I'm glad that you're as kind uh, as you are. And I look forward to the uh music tour of Edgar's Prayer, where that's the only thing you sing. <laughs> that and everlasting love. Two 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 numbers, that's it. And then you take, you get off stage.
0: That would be a quick, a quick night. I could probably just about muster that. I could do that.
1: We could do that. We're gonna get you on tour. Yeah. But, okay. Okay, thanks for joining us today. I did. Thank All right, let, you, Clint. Let, thanks, for, thanks for having me. That's Jamie Dornan, star of the Focus Features release Belfast, which will hit theaters on November 12th. Make sure to check out our other interview from earlier this week with star Dakota Johnson of the Netflix film The Lost Daughter from writer and director Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. The Award Circuit Podcast is edited by Drew Griffith and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head to variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions in key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tenke, Janelle Riley and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis. We'll see you on the circuit. Step into the world of power, loyalty,